Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Magic 108 in the quiet storm with music to get better acquainted by. Yes, as we do here in the magic storm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that. Going back to my old days of, of when the radio was radio. They yep. still, remember Magic 108? I do. I, I, love, I love Magic 108. You know? Wasn't our friend the GM for there? Uh, Linda O'Connor was the general manager. I met Linda O'Connor. Linda O'Connor, um, I shoot, it's interesting story. Linda O'Connor was new in my traffic network, would never, ever, ever return my phone calls. I sent her letters, or, you know, send her, you know, call her, call. This went on for like a year. And one day, her assistant called me and said, uh, Miss O'Connor would like to see you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Is that fine? And I go, yep, yeah, that'd be fine. So I walk into there when they were still down to Bolivar, um, right there in the Central West End. I go down to the station. I sit in the lobby. Her, her assistant ushers me into her office. Linda O'Connor stands up behind her desk and she points at me as I walk in a room and she says, I am one tough MF. Don't try to F with me. <laughs> I like her. And that was my meeting. And, and quite honestly, it was a very good meeting. It, once we get past that, it was it was wonderful. She I'm, set the boundaries. Oh, my and God. And you know where you stood. You know. And, and uh, there you go. Yes. It was one of those things. And the funny part of it is she's like five foot zero and weighs like 32 pounds. You know, she's like, uh, anyway, those are back in the day. Anyway, it she is. She was little, but she was mighty. Well, you know. I was actually talking about Steve Mosher. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he did it. it was, I think, I can't remember if he was after and before before her but anyway um those were the days you know and uh, magic 108 was like a top five radio station i don't know even, it was yes it, it's bounced around it was magic 104 for a while and the last time i looked they had like 0.2 ratings or something like that which is sort of sad but you know back in the day hell of a radio station uh it was interesting the guy there was the guy i can't remember his name the guy who was the morning news guy um and once again and I'm not saying this because this was, he had a lot of stories written about him because of this. He was a black dude. And you know what he did on the weekends? No. He was a rodeo clown. Oh, how fun. He was one of the guys that was out there, you know, when the, when the you know, the, the, the bull bucked the, the rider. He was the guy out there distracting the bull so that the guys could go pick up you know, the guy who got thrown off the, the horse. I mean, right, the, the bull. Right. And a lot of times, you know, the guy was injured or stunned or had a tough time getting up. And or, or they didn't want the bull to go back after the guy who just got bucked off. The, you know, because if you're a bull and they stick that, you know, I don't know if you know how they do that. They stick that band okay. around your, your mid and it sort of crimps your private parts. Did you know that? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> they Is that a, why they're bucky? Yes, they have a strap. Uh, if you ever been to the rodeo Tied before? around their gonads well it's in that region shall we say and if you don't think if you think i'm kidding i'm not uh years ago i took i can't remember one of my kids to the to the to the uh, uh the rodeo and that was the interesting part of it that if you once you actually watch it what happens was after the 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 you know the guy gets thrown there's a cowboy on a horse 
who, yeah, ru- there is. who runs alongside the bull and he takes the strap off. There's like a quick release or something like that in the top and he leans over and he pulls the quick release and the strap comes off. And then the bull's like, okay, I feel much better now. <laughs> oh, well, I'd be bucking too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you think- I just thought they just did that because that was their no, demeanor. No, no. Matter of fact, matter of fact see, see, here's the interesting thing. You know, you got all over the weekend. There's there's been all this violence. You know, I mean, shootings in Austin, stuff like that. And I bet you any money if they caught these guys, and it's all guys. It's never women. It's all guys. If they caught these women, if they caught these guys, I bet you any money they put their belt on wrong. Instead of putting around their waist, they put it like you know through one of their legs and tightened it up and went, "Whoa, man, I'm gonna go shoot people." And then they grab them and they pull the belt off and they go, "Dude, your belt's belt's in the wrong place." And they release it. And they go, "Oh." Okay, uh, can I go to the spa now? Can I can I uh, get a massage? I feel much better. Uh-huh. I, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, you know, did you hear all the sh- all the the crazy stuff this weekend and the stuff down in Austin? It's like the crazy I heard stuff about that. It's like it's like two people, two groups of people were mad at each other, so they're shooting at each other. Of course, they don't hit the any. Hatfields and McCoy. They don't hit any of the people they're shooting at. They shoot everybody around them, and one of the guys died. You know, I'm oh. going like crazy stuff. You know, and the crazy thing about this is, here we go. We need gun control. We need legislation. Okay, guess what? You're in a downtown area like Austin, you know, where they're like the entertainment district, and you pull out a gun and stop, sh- start shooting. Do you think they care about what the law is? You know, do you think they care about, you know, that uh, is my gun legal or illegal? Did I did I take the firearms training class? Did I pass the background test? No, because nine times out of ten the guns are stolen, you know, and, and they they don't give a poop about about the law anyway, you know? I just don't I don't understand it. I don't understand everything. And I guess it's it's the it's the blatant disregard for for humans. I mean, you know, I mean if you take gun safety class they drill it into your head you know don't ever do this don't do this don't do this it's called muzzle sweep i mean if the gun's empty you're not supposed to point it at anybody you're never you're never supposed to point a loaded weapon you know i mean the, the what's the unless you're ready to fire well you know they they say don't ever point anything you're not willing to shoot so the idea yeah. being is don't even think about pointing at a person unless you, you know, for some crazy reason. If, like if, if the guy's attacking you or something like that, he's coming after you with a shotgun, you know, that's a different situation. But it's like, okay, we're going to pass all these laws. Everything's going to get better. You know what? They break the laws. You know, they just break the laws. Anyway. They do. A uh, lot of stuff to talk about. I'm excited because uh, you know what this Sunday is? Um, it's non-birthing. The day after Saturday? No, it's non-birthing person. Uh, it's non-birthing person day. Oh, it's Father's Day. No, 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 no. You can't say it anymore. You get in trouble for that. It's non-birthing person day. So. <laughs> it will always be Father's Day to it me. Can't, I'm sorry. You, come on. Come on. I refuse to say non-birthing person day. Put on your politically correct, you know, headphones with politically correct, politi- politically I'll try to get out the PC. You know, I don't have one of those, right? The PC microphone and <laughs> the acquiesce. PC to microphone. The, I didn't get that one. Acquiesce that to the version. fact that it's birthing person day. It's not Father's Day anymore because we can't call it Father's Day. Just like we can't call it Mother's Day. Just like we can't call someone is a mother, we have to call them a birthing person. You know, it's just like, hey, let me. I want to. My oh, look, look who's calling me. My birthing person's calling me on the phone. And just <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just think, just think. Your daughter 
is like when she's at the hospital, when she's working in the hospital, she goes, my mom, oh, excuse me, my birthing person is on the air right now on, on Westplex 107.1. And she probably does do that, actually. <laughs> she's politically correct like that? No, she's not. She she's my you, daughter. Hello. call you a birthing person? So, so just remember that this Sunday is non-birthing person day. So, okay. Yeah. So, what's, what else we got going on? What's the world coming to? We got to take a break. We'll be oh. back. It is six twenty-six. Okay. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Save your tears, Shelly. Yep. Save your tears. I've got tears this morning. Why do you have tears this morning, Brad? I got a problem with my eye. I can't figure it out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Did s- you put some no. eye wash in there? Yeah, I did. I I used uh, sulfuric acid. I don't. I think that's what I used. Isn't that what it is? No. Yeah, that's what it is. Absolutely not. Boric acid, I think, is what I used. Something like Ugh, that. Anyway, something s- like that. Six thirty-five. Uh, boy, I tell you what. Uh, we talked about this last week, maybe the week before, the Ellie Kemper thing. If you don't know who Ellie Kemper is, Ellie Kemper is an actress, and she was originally, well, actually, she's originally born in Kansas City. Her father is, um, I don't know if he's still around or not, uh, the Kemper family family is the, the family that owns Commerce Bank, and originally started in Kansas City. They moved in here St. Louis, and years ago, uh, Mr. Kemper her grandfather sent her father to St. Louis to run the St. Louis operations. So she grew up, I think from the age of five, she grew up here and then she became an actress and she was on The Office and blah, blah, blah. Did you know, I saw something yesterday. Did you know The Office right now is the number one show on television? Really? On a weekly basis, there are more people that watch reruns of The Office than any other show on television. Any, I mean, I'm talking about any former, current, you know, any new show. You name the show, and The Office beats it. Every single show. It's the number one show. It, for a while, it was Friends. Now it's The Office. Anyway, Ellie Kemper was, when I guess it was 1999, is what, that, what we said last week, she was the veiled prophet queen in 1919, 1999. Well, a couple of weeks, two, three, four weeks ago, somebody unearthed the fact that, that her dad was in the Veil Prophet organization, and she was with the queen, and she was the queen in love and beauty. And they went, oh, my God, this is a terrible racist organization. We need to out Ellie Kemper as being a racist. So everybody went online, and now she's like, and last week she gave an apology, and this week over the weekend, if you read the Post-Dispatch, there's a big article that talks about, is this the end of the Veil Prophet? Uh, is the Veil Prophet doomed? Because, you know, once again, they said it was started by white people, which it was. And for a long time, you had to be a white person to join, which it was. And that the veiled prophet is actually a KKK dude. He wears a white hood and he's, you know, which is like the whole thing is like, you know, I'm sorry, but there are certain organizations that you look at and you go like, okay, explain that to me. Why is there a dude in a white hood, you know, and nobody knows who he is. And once again... Uh, it's just like some of my super duper 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 Christian friends. Uh, I think I told you the one lady I knew um, who did not rank recognize Santa Claus. I told you this, didn't I? No. Yeah, she said. Well, she was like super duper 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 Christian, and she said that Santa was the devil. That and the you know in the Bible it says thou shall not witness false prophets. Isn't that what it says? Something like that. Um, and she said, and you know, if you rearrange the letters in Santa, you get Satan. 
which is true. If you take Santa and Satan have the exact same letters, you just move them around a little bit. And, and he dresses in red. He's the devil. And you're teaching kids to worship the devil. You don't go like, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. You know, when I brought my kids up, we never did devil worship. I never taught them that, you know, Santa was the devil. They should worship the devil. But anyway, a, they're saying that the same kind of situation, that this is a terrible organization, that they're indoctrinating these kids, and that Ellie Kemper was indoctrinated. And she, at 19 years old, she should have known better. Now. That's you, not necessarily true. Well, but you went to Clayton High School. You, you. Elbow, elbow, some of those ritzy do fancy people, right? Yeah. I mean, did you ever think, like back in the day, did ever any of those women, you know, like the, like say you were a senior in high school, and did you think any of those women ever went, ever said, you know, young girls, young women, whatever you want to call it, would go like, oh my God, I can't be in the Veiled Prophet because they, that's terrible. No, it was like a thing. It was like it was like you were hot stuff if you were in the if you were a Veiled Prophet person you know what i mean and the sad part of that is you know how you got into the veiled profit organization no you had money there weren't there weren't there weren't broke white people in the there weren't people like me in the veiled profit organization my mom and dad weren't in the v the veiled profit organization you had to have money you had to have that lineage you have to have like you know like you have to be like the kempers who owned commerce bank and people like that it was all the la-di-da people you know what i'm saying wouldn't you yeah. agree, wouldn't you agree with me on that? Yeah. Right. Okay. So it wasn't even a race deal. It was how much money you had, which goes back to my thing where I talk about all the time. There is money no white fixes everything. Well, no, no. There is no white privilege. There's no black privilege. There's no brown privilege. It's green privilege. If you got money, you can do anything. You know, look at LeBron James. LeBron James, he can say terrible things about anybody and nobody ever complains. Remember when that was a couple weeks ago, he tweeted out something really bad about somebody, and everybody, oh, it's LeBron. Anybody else done that, they would have kicked him out. You know, oh, my God. You know, look at, look at Trump. You know, Trump's a white dude. Actually, he's an orange guy. You know, he got kicked off of, of Twitter, you know? They actually fixed him towards the end of his no, tenure. He's still off. He's still off. Just, just last week or the week before, they, they continued the ban for two more years on Facebook. And remember, we talked about that last week. Twitter comes out, and and what was it? What company was it? We know what some country banned Twitter. They turned Twitter off in their country because they they run the internet, so they turned Twitter off. And and what was it? Jack Dorsey. By the way, looks like the Unabomber. Have you seen him lately? The guy who no. who started. Oh my God! Somebody get you know get that guy, get that guy, shave that stupid beard off, and and fix his hair. He looks like he looks like the guy when I come down the ramp from uh, 170 onto onto page. He looks like the guy holding yes. the sign. You know what I mean? He looks like the guy, you know, the creepy guy you'd see, you know, like, you know, lurking around your house. Oh, my God, there's it's a, it's a creepy guy. Anyway, uh, he came out. Maybe it wasn't him. Somebody in the upper echelon of Twitter came out and said, Twitter is a human right. So I guess Donald Trump's not a human. They declared him a monkey or something like that, right? I think they did that a long time <laughs> because, ago. Because if it's a human right... <laughs> this isn't a new thing. <laughs> if it's a human right, you just took, you just turned him off, you know? Yes. Right. So, Ellie Kemper, 
last week made an apology. I didn't really realize what I was doing. Please don't be mad at me. Please don't boycott the shows I'm on. I'm really well, a good person. Well, the sad thing is, is she probably didn't know what she was doing. I, you know what? I agree with you. She was a kid. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, she's caught <laughs> up. Things. And not only that, why is it that 20 years, I think she's, what is? what did I say? She's 42 or 43 now. Let me look her up. Um, I mean, I've done things in my misspent youth that I don't particularly want people to know about. Yeah, but but this whole thing right now, it's this whole revisionist history stuff. You know what I mean? Things yeah, that are okay to do, you know, I don't two agree weeks with from that now. Are Ellie Kemper, she was born in 60. Is that right? No, I can't read right. She's born in 80. My my, my eyes are low. So she's, what did I say, 41? She's 41. Okay. She's 41. That happened 21 years ago. Exactly. 21 years ago. Things were different. And and not only that, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is that, I you know, I don't know her. She might be, you know, the nicest person in the world. She might be the Wicked Witch of the West, somewhere in between. I don't know. But who are we to judge her? Isn't there something in the Bible that says, like, let he who, who was out sin cast the first stone? Yeah, I don't I don't know about all that. All I know is that my philosophy is I am in no way to judge anybody because I am imperfect and um yeah, I just it's just not my place. That's between them and their maker. Well, what's frustrating to me is anybody who is trying to be successful. And I mean this sincerely. Anybody who's trying to be successful, what you do is you read a lot. You read what other people do. You read the writings of Napoleon Hill and, and you know, some of the other inspirational people. And you, 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 you get into religion and you, you find out about, you know, how this guy made a lot of money. This lady made a lot of money. How this guy did this. This guy did that. And what do you do? You don't scorn them. You copy them. You figure out somebody who's successful and you try to benchmark emulate them right you try to benchmark them you try to figure out what they do you know where did they go to school what did they learn you know when they were growing up you know that kind of a thing and that's what i don't quite understand about the whole thing that's going on now instead of giving people money show people how to make money you know what i mean i mean like you know i mean over the weekend i mean i was here there and everywhere if i had a ten dollar bill for every now hiring sign i saw over the weekend I could buy myself a new car. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't drive anywhere without seeing a sign, now hiring, now hiring. And your people, there aren't any jobs. People can't find jobs. I'm going like, okay. Ex- They're not looking very hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, how can you not find a job nowadays? Right. I mean, you drive down the street, everybody's hiring. And yet, you know, and yet there's this thing that um, I, I heard on NPR over the weekend. They're making fun of Missouri because of the fact that, Governor Parson took away the $300 federal money, and that's just terrible because people were making $50,000 a year on unemployment, and now he knocked it down to whatever. They're going to make $37,000 a year in unemployment. Like, wow. But he really was mean to those people. They're still making $37,000 a year in unemployment. Sign me up, you know? Uh huh. Okay. Time to take a break. 646. 646. Westplex 107.1. Shelly, guess what the name of that song is? We're out all night to get lucky. <laughs> the name of the song is Get Lucky. One of these songs where they say, it's like, uh, uh, what's the uh, Taylor Swift song that we kid about? The fact that she says, in the woods, in the woods, 42 million times. 
I'm out yes. of the woods. I'm out of the are woods. we out of the woods are now? Are we out of the, out of the woods? woods? Yes. Are we out of the woods? Yeah. Are we out of the woods? Yes. Anyway, six fifty-three. Uh, podcast, podcast, podcast. There's podcasts for everything. I saw this the other day. I thought this was interesting. There's a podcast put together. It's called Bitter Blood, and it's the Casey Kasem story. Do you know this whole? Aww. Do you know this whole weird story with him and his family? You know, he, he was. I know it, there. It was um, an issue. Well, you know, he was married to that tall what's her name and casey was a little guy i think casey was like five foot six and he was married to what was her name gene can't remember her real her regular name she was an actress she was in a bunch of tv shows and apparently his kids are and remember there was this weird story about he died and they didn't they you know she like moved him around the country and she buried him in norway or some crazy thing like that and yes. this is a podcast that sort of goes into uh, what they say was elder abuse that his wife um, did not take care of him, that she made wrong because apparently she was, when he got sort of point where he couldn't take care of himself, I think she was appointed the court-appointed guardian. Guardian ad litem? Yeah, whatever. Well, it's not a guardian. I think that's for kids. Uh, but I don't think guardian ad, litem, guardian ad litem is just for kids. It may be for adults as well, too. I don't know. I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV. I call my daughter and ask her, but she'd hang up on me. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> Brad, 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 Brad. You know, I, I tell you what, I think I'll call it right now. Let me hear. hear, hear, let me, hear. No, phone's ringing. Brad, stop it. Hold it. Phone's ringing. I'm at work and I let you go. Okay, she won't talk to me. I told you. Anyway, there's a there's a uh, podcast out called Bitter Blood, and it's Gene Thompson Kasem. Thank you very much, smartest woman in the world, Gene uh, Thompson Kasem. And after he died. She moved his body around the country and then around the... I mean, it's just weird stuff. So they couldn't find him. I, I, the whole thing was weird. You know, I, I, you know, once again, if you've ever experienced something like this, I had a friend, a similar thing happened to him with his, uh, his father, where the family got all upset and he had a bunch of brothers and sisters and they wanted him buried someplace and one of the kids, like, actually sort of commandeered the body and I don't it was weird you know I mean and once again I don't understand if you're sick and you're not in good shape and you're dying you shouldn't have people fighting over you everyone should come together and do what they can to help you know what I'm saying absolutely I you know, agree I agree 100% I don't quite understand that and I get family dynamics can be really nasty and if there's anybody As that they can if there's yes. anybody that knows that it's me you know <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole story behind that. Anyway, um, another That's podcast, true, he does. Bitter Blood, um, interesting kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm listening to Ryan Seacrest. And I'm not here to cut down. I'm not jealous of Ryan Seacrest. I think he's a terribly, incredibly talented guy, and he's done very well for himself. But it ain't American Top 40 without Casey. You know, and it gets pretty boring with Ryan. Hey, this is number 32, coming up number 31. This is Ryan Seacrest. Yes, I can do math. Yeah, and we'll, after we play song number 31, we're going to play song number 30. That's all coming up right here in American Top 40. Yeah, we just played song number 30. Here comes number 29. Feel better? <laughs> I do. I feel, I feel much better. I feel much better. 6.57. Good. Westplex 107.1. That's my theme song here at the radio station. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> Is that you too, Shelly? 
It's me too. It's me as well. 705 BS in the morning. Web address is bsinthemorning.show. That is uh, for our own uh, morning show. The station address is westplex1071.com. Over the weekend, I heard something that I'm going like, I'm sort of scratching my head on this one. People are taking pictures of their um, COVID-19 vaccination cards and putting them online. And they go, no, don't, don't do that. First off, it's got your birthday on it. Uh, yeah. There's a running joke that I have that people that know me, I have a real birthday and I have a fake birthday. My fake birthday is the, the day that appears on my Facebook page, which was last week before last. June 4th is my fake birthday. And it's funny because I get hundreds of people to wish me happy birthday on June 4th. And there's a couple people that always post there going like, it's not his birthday, this is fake. And the reason is, years ago, I had a guy on my show. I interviewed him and he said, the worst thing you can do is put your date of birth out there in the public because that way people because if you try to you know if you if you're trying to you know scam somebody's identity what do you need to know their date of birth their mother's maiden name and what's the other thing they always ask you for your home address or something like that anyway so don't your credit card number well, uh-huh. no that's that's bob from china who calls me and and oh, says, yeah. hi this yeah, is bob you know he's trying to get my credit card number and he gets mad when i give him the wrong number anyway um now in Europe, they're talking about giving everybody a QR code. So when you get vaccinated, and this is going to be in the EU countries, that you would get a QR code that when you travel, just like if you nowadays, like I, I don't know about all the airlines, but I know in Southwest, if you travel, you have the QR code that, that shows up on your boarding pass. In the old days, you print it off you know, your boarding pass nowadays, you just hold your phone up and the guy scans your phone. Same kind of deal. You would have the QR code on your phone, which would bring up your vaccination information and show when and where and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. How many shots you've had, all that kind of good stuff. And they're fighting that in the United States. Would you want that? Would you want anybody to know that, you know, and I think the part of the problem in the United States is we have this thing called HIPAA. Which, what's the Health Information Protection Act or something like that, which yes. essentially you're not allowed to do that kind of stuff. No, you're not. You're, it's all private stuff. Anyway. It is. Um, and they mean business too. Yeah, I'm telling you. HIPAA violations. You know, you don't want yep. to, uh, you know, I went to the zoo and I saw a hippo um, violate somebody and I thought, I called the uh, the government I said there was a HIPAA violation. Do you call PETA? <laughs> Peter, Peter, we go. It's okay. It's okay if if a hippo kills somebody, but don't you dare hit that hippo. You can't. You know. You know. Like matter of fact, that happened to me one time. I got mauled by a dog, and I whacked the dog with a board, and I killed the dog. And hippo and and, and the PETA people came and arrested me. No, they didn't. <laughs> Stop it. You had me going on there, but there was, no, you there was a keep thing, on going until I don't believe you. There was a thing just last week that happened, to, I believe, over in Madison County. I mean, a terrible situation where a, a FedEx guy got mauled by a, by two dogs. You hear this story? No. He's delivering packages, and, and these people weren't home, and somehow or another the dogs got the door open, and he dropped a package on their front door, and these dogs attacked him, and the and the, the 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 you know the police you know people got dialing nine one one like crazy. Oh, there's a you know there's a, a dog's attacking the FedEx guy in the front lawn of his house. And a cop showed up and he said it was one of the worst things he ever saw. And the guy was so badly chewed up 
by the dogs that they had to call in, you know, one of the life flight helicopters. They flew him into St. Louis on, on one of the life flight helicopters because he got really, you know, yeah. I mean, he was in bad shape, and you know, and and once again, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I I hear this from people. Oh, I can't believe that was my dogs. My dogs are so nice, and guess what they were? Uh, pen, um, no, not pinchers. Pit bulls. Pit bulls. Yeah, they were pit bulls. I'm going like, oh, they're so nice dogs. When's the last time you heard about anybody being attacked, attacked by a chihuahua or a poodle? You know what I mean? I mean, like, you never hear that. Like, oh, my God, it was terrible. Pit bulls are the sweetest dogs. It's how they're made to be. No, it's in their brain. You know, all animals have I certain. disagree, Brad. They have certain programming. Like I said, when's the last time you heard of anybody attacked by a poodle? Or a dachshund. When's the last time you heard somebody, oh my God, it was terrible. Dachshund grabbed onto my leg and wouldn't let go. <laughs> you never hear that because it doesn't happen because they don't have that programming in their brain. Okay. I'm telling you, I know these kind of things. I'm not as... I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm not as, saying, okay. I'm not as dumb as you look. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, okay. I'm gonna read a story, <laughs> which you better re- you better uh, <laughs> redeem myself. Draw right? back two and pump, buddy. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, we haven't played that in a while. Oh, I gotta find it. Where is it? Where? Oh, that's one of my favorite one from. Here it is. Here's Shelly with the her her Shelly's on ESPN 101 right now. Shelly, what do you think about that 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 uh, L.A. Rams game? Drawback two and punch. Oh wow, Shelly! I never thought of that. Thank you so much, Shelly. That's Shelly Barr, our sports expert. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you a story, which is sort of bizarre. But then I'm going to tell you if this would have happened five years ago, the captain of this plane would have been called a hero. Now there are people trying to get the captain fired. Okay. 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 This is a flight that happened last week. Uh, let me see where I can find the story. Uh, it's a flight, a Delta Airlines flight, okay? And I can't remember where it was going. Uh, in matter of fact, it was going to an Atlanta, okay? And on the flight was an off-duty Delta fly, uh, flight attendant. And for some reason, the off-duty Delta flight attendant went sort of nuts. Maybe had too much beer, too many those little, you know, small bottles of booze. Anyway, he started getting belligerent with some of the passengers and then he gets out of his seat. Once again, this is flight 1730. He was not the flight attendant. He was, he was, he was, you know, he was off duty. He was going back to his home base, whatever. He gets up, walks up to the front of the cabin, and grabs the microphone and starts telling people that the plane's going to crash and they better put what? on uh, on true story. They better put on their oxygen masks. So he goes, <laughs> I'm not, he, I'm not kidding. So, so, so he, he so anyway, uh, uh, here, let me read you the paragraph. He said, the packed flight Friday night was about two hours away from its destination when an unannounced, when an announcement on the intercom asked passengers to return to their seats and prepare to don their oxygen masks. This was the off-duty flight attendant. And according to somebody on the plane, they said, that created quite a stir. People behind me start saying, well, what's really going on? What's happening? And then he gets on and starts talking about how the plane's going down. The plane, <laughs> this is the off-duty flight attendant. Okay, so um, get, now here's, here's, the, here's the interesting part of the story. 
Apparently, the other flight attendants tried to subdue this dude, and he was, like, fighting them off. So the captain comes on the PA system. Captain's in the front. You know, they can't come out anymore because the door's locked. The captain comes on and says, quote, Will all able-bodied men please report to the front of the airline for an emergency? (laughs) This is the captain, okay? Okay. Okay, so... Now, once again, the interesting part of that is that five years ago, the captain would have been a hero. Now people are complaining. Well, he's saying able-bodied men. Aren't there able-bodied women on the plane? Oh, malarkey. (laughs) So anyway, what's interesting is another passenger says, after the captain comes on and said, well, all able-bodied men, please come to the front of the plane for an emergency. (laughs) One of the passengers said, I prayed... I, I, I prayed the, that God would protect my family because the worst was uh, was coming, okay? So when he said to, this is the good part of the story. When the captain said that, will all able-bodied men please report to the front of the plane for an emergency, almost every dude in the plane gets up and heads forward. I'm saying, yes. Good for them. Yes, there is a God. Yes, there is a God. You know, and, and to the point where, you know, I'm I'm going like, and that to me made the whole story. It's like okay, it, you know, it's it's you know, it's it reminds the thing of like you know the the fourth flight, you know, the nine eleven hijackers. You know, let's roll. Who went up and beat the crap out of the hijackers? Yeah. You know, I mean, like you're going like yes, you know, and ultimately they all got killed. But it's one of those things where it's like you know what, we're not taking this. You know, we're gonna fight. So they apparently beat the crap out of the guy, and, and they got him in the zip ties and the whole bit, and the plane was diverted, and they took him off the flight. I mean, is that bizarre or what? That is pretty weird. I'm and, not going to lie. And he's an off-duty Delta flight attendant. He was on, you know, he was on the flight, wasn't working. He was flying back, and I'm going like, okay, the guy had to be drunk, don't you think? Or he just had this eternal thing against this woman, and <laughs> oh no, guess what? What woman? The woman. Never mind, Brad. No, no, he. I mean, he. He just. He just took control of the PA system. He know how to use it because he was a flight attendant. He's on there telling her, you know, put your oxygen mask first on. First off, the oxygen mask you can't. I don't think you can manually pull them out, can you? I think they automatically. Come I don't up. think so. I think they have to drop. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think you can. You know, open that little little door and pull one out. I think that no, they automatically have to be so released either. unless you get them like you know like pried open with like I was gonna say with a knife, but you can't have a knife on the phone or on a plane. You can't. You maybe you got a comb or maybe something like that. And, you know, try pry the thing open. Can you imagine if people started doing that? You know, but the pilot. <laughs> Once again, he's going to get a talking to, um, sir. You know, just like that crazy story we had. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed the attorney who's flying, who's suing all uh, suing United. Was it United? Yeah, suing United. Yeah, suing United. There was that flight that was coming out of Denver, and one of the engines, you know, uh, you know, came apart, and pieces went everywhere. People on the ground. Nobody, I think, was hurt. But and he's suing the. They're suing for emotional distress. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Why isn't the pilot of that plane a hero like Sully? You know what I mean? Sully put the plane into the river and saved those people. You know, you know, we saw the the movie, we saw Tom Hanks be Sully and the whole bit, and Sully is a hero. Okay, why aren't the Denver pilots, you know, when the engine blew apart and they turned around and landed safely at Denver, why aren't they heroes? Instead of being sued. I don't get it. 
I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, so you're on this flight, and there's a ruckus. The guy gets on the PA, says everybody put in their their oxygen mask because the plane's going down. The captain comes on. This is the captain. We need all able-bodied men to the front for an emergency. You're on that flight. What's going through your head? Don't get up and go to the lavatory. <laughs> Don't ask for a refill on your soda. Is that don't ask, <laughs> yeah. don't don't ask for more pretzels, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do those anymore. I mean, I mean, you don't don't you? I mean, everybody's got to be like, okay. First off, you hear somebody say, and you know, and once again, you don't know. At first, they didn't know this was just like like some crazy weird off duty attendant on the PA system telling people to put on your oxygen mask. When you hear stuff like that over the PA system, you're going like, oh my god, this ain't good, right? Yeah, I can see him being chatted up. <laughs> right, or beat up, as, yeah. the, as the case may be, you know, because... One of the two. Right. I mean, and once again, I'm thinking to myself, when they talked about all able-bodied men to the front of the plane for an emergency, and practically every dude on the flight gets up, I'm thinking to myself, yes, this is... There's still chivalry in our country. There's still guys who will... There's still John Waynes of the world, right? Because you can't be that dude anymore. You can't be the kind of guy... You know, you can't be somebody who's going, I'll just go punch that guy in the nose, like John Mm -hmm. Wayne would do, you know? Hardner. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He would just, you know, well, I'll just punch him in the nose and things will be better. (laughs) He looked at my woman the wrong way and I'm just going to rearrange his nose. Just like my son rearranged my nose. Was it deserved? No. I told you how my son broke my nose, didn't I? Uh-uh. I never told you the story? No. My son, Blake, who's now the computer whiz-bang, works for Amazon. You know, he's work. I don't know if he's still on the Amazon project. He was working on Amazon. Or he was working on Alexa for a while. And I, I would ask him questions like, and it's funny, when he worked at Garmin, one time I went to visit him in Kansas City, he had his cool watch on. And I go, I go, man, what kind of watch is that? And he covers it up with his shirt sleeve. Oh, I can't let you see that. It's a prototype. <laughs> it was like something they were, you know, a new product they're coming out with. And he had like one of the prototypes. And I asked him questions about it. He, he said he couldn't answer me. And I've asked him questions about Alexa and he won't answer me. Because I can't talk about that. That's, that's inside information. Anyway, how did I get going on that? I don't know. Uh, Amazon, a lot of controversy over the weekend. Last week, they announced they're putting more. And my son used to work on this project. My son worked on the robots. They're putting more robots in the warehouses. And people are saying, because they're trying to get rid of all the people, Amazon's saying, no, we're trying to cut down on injuries. The new robots are heavy lifting robots. They pick up the heavy stuff. And they say there's too many Amazon workers in the warehouses who are getting injured by picking up heavy packages. So they're going to put these new robots in the Amazon warehouse that are going to pick up the heavy stuff. And the light stuff's still going to be handled by people. Do you have a problem with that? No. I don't either. And when I heard the story, we're like, okay, so I don't quite get that. That'd be like, that'd be like somebody saying, hey, you're going to work in a warehouse, but we're not going to have a forklift. You got to pick up that pallet. You and a couple dudes, you know, got to wrestle go over to that rack and pick up that pallet that weighs two thousand pounds. No, you get a forklift. That's what forklifts are for. You get a robot that's you know pick up heavy stuff. That's what they're for, right? Sometimes. Uh, the smartest woman in the world says Blake broke your nose. Yes. You want me to tell the story of how Blake broke my nose? Yes. When Blake was a little kid, 
And what's interesting is Blake's my tallest kid. Blake is now six foot eight. So uh, all my kids are big, six eight, six six, and six four. And my my boys, even my daughter. Uh, hold it, my daughter. I think she's calling me right. Hold it, let me. Uh, I'm at work, and I let you go. Oh no, that. W- Would you leave her alone? <laughs> Quit picking on her. Okay, Blake, my youngest son. Uh, I mean, my middle son. At the time, he was probably I don't know three or four. And he had this thing where I would lay down on the floor and I would pick him up on my feet and I would, yeah. he would be Superman. Like I would, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I, I, and he would like, I, he would like put his, his, like his chest and his stomach against my feet and I would grab his hands and I would raise my feet up and he would, and he would balance himself on my feet and he would like put his arms out like he was flying, yeah, yeah. you know, and I would do the Superman song. And so one day we're doing this and he decides that he's going to fly down and look at something. So he like leans forward to like fly down. Like, you know, he's leaning his body down yeah, to fly down. Yeah, yeah. And I lost control of him. He became unbalanced and I didn't have my hands up and he came down. And as he comes down, he screams and his mouth's open and his top of his teeth hit the bridge of my nose. And not only does he break my nose, you know, little kids. Did he kids, take a bite out of it you know, as well? Well, yeah, little kids' teeth are sharp. You know, they're little tiny little yeah, things. Yeah, they are. They're little tiny. And he just, it was like somebody took a knife and slashed me across the bridge of my nose. So, and you know how you, you bleed a lot from your face and your head and stuff like that? Yeah. So I get up, and at this point in time, there's blood pouring down my face, and he freaks out. And I go into the kitchen to grab a, I can't, I guess I go into the kitchen to grab a towel or something like that. And I'm bleeding all over the floor in the kitchen and he's freaking out. So, so I have a broken nose. I have a really ni- nasty cut on my, on my, on my, you know, I, and thank heaven. I, and because his teeth were so sharp, I didn't have to get stitches, but yet. Really? Yeah. Well then like the next day I got like two black eyes. Yeah. So it looks like I got into a fight. It looks like I was the flight attendant on that Delta flight that, you know, <laughs> the passengers came and beat the crap out of me. You know, You're when, funny. Well, so that's how my son broke my nose. So, and once again, I'm amazed. Like, for example, I think we've talked about this before. You've never had a broken bone before, correct? I have never have. My God, I've had, I think most of my body's been broken at one point in time. You know, five broken arms. A broken leg. I don't know how many broken ribs. Still, on my left side, my lower rib protrudes. If I take my shirt off, which I won't do right now, my lower rib on my left side sticks out. I mean, to the point where sometimes if, like, when I, for example, you know, when I lost weight, like right now, it looks uh-huh. it looks creepy. It looks like, okay, what's that poking out of your, your side of your, 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 above your stomach right there? Oh, it's my rib. Oh, it's your rib? Your rib's poking out like that? Yep, because I broke it. I broke a bunch of them. Fingers, yep. toes, you know, nose. God. No, not this girl. You're lucky. And everybody that was cool in my, my junior high, yeah. you weren't cool unless you had um, a broken bone or braces. Well, I never had braces, but I had lots of broken bones. I always wanted braces. Everybody that was cool had braces. I broke my arm for the first time when I was six. So, 
it was a life of broken bones for me. Evidently. I broke my arm about, about seven or eight years ago, right before I met you. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I came out of the back of the radio station. I trailed on the steps and I fell in a parking lot and broke my right arm. You never had a cast. No, before I knew you. Did you have a cast? Uh, I decided that I wasn't going to go to the doctor and I bought one of those little Velcro kind of soft cast kind of, kind of dealies. Wore for about a month. And, and how did that work for you? I guess it's okay. You know, I mean, the only problem is, you know, like, like for example, when I when I move my wrist, you can you can hear it. Hold on, I'm in here. Here, listen. I put it up the microphone. That's me moving my wrist. Did you hear it? Uh huh. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? It's seven twenty-six. What? Westplex one hundred seven point one BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. The web address for the radio station is Westplex one zero seven one dot com. Last week, new story came out. I don't know whatever happened with this. A woman in South Africa. They're claiming she gave birth to ten babies at the same time. Ten babies, not the same. Was time. she the octomom? No, they call her the the. I guess she'd be the decamom, the decuplets, a deca decuplets or something like that. Decuplets. Oh. Can you believe that? And That's her own parish. Well, it, <laughs> it's, it's it's almost it's almost well it's her it's her own baseball team plus a relief pitcher. You know, it's yeah. it's football team minus one. God, holy cow! Ten kids. How can that be? Um, they're still not being able to confirm it, but reliable sources says it really did happen. So that's sort of weird. Um, do you know today's Flag Day? I did not. Yes, today's Flag Day. And uh, what's interesting is, remember who was, I don't know if you saw that last week, there was a lady who was uh, a correspondent for, I think she's on MSNBC, and she was complaining, she's in New York, she was complaining in Long, on Long Island. It's got, it was a lot of news last week that, that she was driving around, and she was insulted by the fact there were people driving around with American flags on their cars. She found that insulting. Really? I'm going like, okay, explain that one to me. You know, I mean, you've seen the guys driving down the highway, the pickup trucks with the American flag that, like, they got on their trailer hitch. You can buy, you can buy, actually buy that that thing. It's a flag holder for your trailer hitch. You know how you have your, like, your receiver bar that goes in the back. You can pull out the ball thing and put in a thing that has, like, a, you know, a pole mount on it where you can stick your flag back there. Or they have, like, in the bed of their truck, they have, like, little, you know, adapters where they can stick the flags. And you see, you see that every once in a while, guys driving around. It's like, to me, it's like, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I mean, they're flying the flag. But she's like, oh, my God, that offended me. They're, they're, and some of them had Trump stickers on their bumpers. Yeah, so he was the president. If, you, if so, it would, you be, would you be the same thing if they were driving around and they had Obama stickers on their, on their truck? Oh, my God, I got offended. There was a guy with an Obama sticker on his truck. No, you'd go like, oh, that guy's great. He can fly a flag. But got a Trump sticker on your truck? Oh, no, that's terrible. I don't, I don't understand the whole thing. I'll never understand it. I mean, Trump did some stupid stuff. I'll agree. You know, I, my, my beef is, remember when he was running, he was making fun of Obama playing golf all the time, and I'm not going to play golf all the time. And what did he do? Play golf all the time. I didn't like that. I thought that was a stupid mistake on his part. I'm saying, once again, we had it happen like a couple weeks ago where, you know, President Biden was at his Delaware house mm-hmm. for like a weekend. Dude, work seven days a week. You're the president. You don't get days off. No days off. Just work it 365 times four. 
That's your job. You busted your butt to get to that position. You campaigned. You know, you, you did this, you did that. You got the most important job in the country, in the world. Work it 365, 24-7. I don't want to see you playing golf. This is for any president. I don't want to see you playing golf. I don't want to see you on vacation. I don't want to see you at the beach. I want to see you working. That's what I want. Just like Dr. Fauci. I want to see him on TV anymore. I just want to see him in the lab all the time with his eye to a microscope, looking at samples and things like that. That's what I want to see with Dr. Fauci. Well, we tried to get Dr. Fauci on the air right now, but he's too busy in the lab. That's the Dr. Fauci I want. Yes. <laughs> Don't be on TV all the time. Tired of that. Tired of that. Okay, how about the school district that's changing the name of all the holidays to just day off? You heard about this one? I haven't. It started, I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of municipalities and a lot of schools have changed Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Have you heard this stupid thing? Yeah, and then they go and have a party unmasked next to it. Well, you know, I heard something the other day, a woman who escaped from some communist country. I can't remember. She had a really thick accent. It might have been China or something like that. And she talked about how slowly but surely they brainwashed everybody and one of the first things they did was they changed the names of the cities you know how like in china they've changed names of the cities and the reason they did that is because the old names had historical consequences they there was an important reason why they were named by for people okay then then they started changing uh they started changing street names and they started taking down statues. Okay, what do we do in the United States? We're changing. We're changing street names. Please. You know, there's there's a story. Just I heard yesterday. There's a there's a highway, someplace in Virginia, called the Lee Highway, named after Robert E. Lee. Nope, we got to change it. It's going to cost a half million dollars to change all the signs. We're going to change the name of that. Oh we, dear. We took the Columbus statue down in South City. Okay, and once again, the Italian Americans are going like, hey. We sort of like that guy, Christopher Columbus. You know, he's an Italian dude. We sort of like him. Oh, too bad. He was a terrible person. You know, anyway. Do you the, think so? Well, you know what? Once again, the revisionist history thing. Like, for example, did you know that my mother was the Queen of England and my father was the Duke of Earl? Did you know that? Isn't that a song? <laughs> Duke, 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 Duke of Duke Earl. Duke of Earl. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, once again, I mean, revisionist history. You know, I mean, I don't get it. You just change stuff. If you don't like the way things came out, just change the history. And it's sort of like the 1619 Project, because the whole thing behind that is the 1619 Project said that the United States history started in the 1619 with the first slaves. Okay. But the interesting part of that is, is that, you know, what about in the 1500s? Wasn't it like the Spanish explorers came in the area, you know? Remember, remember you, you're probably too young to remember this. Our mayor, way back when, in the city of St. Louis, Alfonso J. Cervantes. He was Spanish. Really? Yes, he was Spanish. And for a while, the hotel that is now the Ballpark Hilton, that was, that was the... Um, Cervantes Convention Center. Well, but it was called the Spanish Pavilion. And it and they and it was and I can't remember it was it was like a, it was a World's Fair exhibit. They bought a World's Fair exhibit. It was the Spanish World's Fair exhibit, I believe, in New York, and they bought it and brought it here to St. Louis 
because to essentially, you know, as as a a you know sign of our history, because there were Spanish people that in the in the St. Louis area, Spanish and French, French. Isn't first. that all gone? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but once again, it's to the point where like that's part of our history. You know, I mean, and be it bad, be it good. Half the stuff that was taken away was part of our history. Well, but once again, it we can't matter. We can't have that anymore. You know, they took down the Civil War, and, and to me, the Civil War is what I don't understand about the Civil War thing is the Civil War was fought for a number of different things, but primarily to get rid of slavery. So why is it bad that we have a Civil War memorial? I mean, like it's it's memorializing the fact that once upon a time this country split in half. And, you know, the two sides of the country fought it out. Did you know that of all the wars we've been in, there are more Americans killed in the Civil War than any other war? World War One, World War Two, more Americans killed in the Civil War. Because think about it. They were still Americans. Because Americans. it was all Americans. Yeah, it was Americans. Americans against Americans. And there was, you know, yes. like, it's like four or 500,000 Americans. And Plus, they went to war uh, soldier to soldier. Well, sometimes, you know. Families ended up on both sides of the equation. You know, sometimes know. one guy was in, you know, he was he was a Johnny Reb and the other guy was, was a Union soldier, you know? And the fact that, you know, that all the revisionist history, we can't have the Dukes of Hazard anymore because they got the car with the with the Dixie flag, you know, with the with you know, with the stars and bars on it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I mean, stars once again you learn by your mistakes. Like What's what's the credo? I never learn by my mistakes. Uh, I do. Trust ever. me. What's the credo for entrepreneurism? The more failures you have, the more successes you'll have. If you want to increase, oh, I've your... always thought that the only thing more overrated to owning your own business is natural childbirth. <laughs> you could be right there. Natural childbirth, <laughs> right? Or no, that word. Means... That times ten. That lady who in South Africa had ten kids. <laughs> yeah. You, you think, like, oh my gosh. You think you've had some pain? Have when try having. Can you imagine? Can you imagine her husband? You know. You know, and she's like, gets mad at him. Hey, I remember I had ten kids. Ten kids at once. You think you got problems? I had ten kids. And you won't take out the trash. Get a kidney stone and we'll talk. You don't. Yeah. You think you you cut your finger and you think that hurt? I have gave birth to ten kids. Right. I, was that um, helped along? You would, you would imagine. I would imagine you have some kind of help. I mean, gosh. I mean, wouldn't you think? I don't know. I'll look it up. See what happened. But that was the story last week. It was unconfirmed, but they claim it was true. I'll look it up. Seven forty-two. Okay. okay. Westplex one hundred seven point one seven forty-nine. It's BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. I did a little research in that last uh, break there. Um, supposedly, um, they still haven't confirmed the ten births. They're, the BBC said they confirmed it. It's, this is in Pretoria, South Africa. And other people say, no, uh, there's reports that five were natural childbirth, five were cesarean section. Um, let me try that again. Cesarean section. Um, who knows? But there is a picture of the woman before she gave birth, and oh, my God, she is huge. I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I, I, I can imagine she probably had 20 kids in there. You know, I mean, and she's she not. She probably was absolutely <laughs> miserable. Yeah, she's one of those. You know, if you've known some of the people that like have multiple childbirths, you know, near the end they can't move anymore. You know, I mean, literally they they put them in a hospital bed because they're you know, I mean, once again, I've never gone through it. Um, I've been right there. I've I was in the room all four of my kids birthed. I was right there. Although 
There's a story with my first son, which uh, if I told the story, I'd get in trouble because she's probably listening right now. Because till this day, I will never live that. What happened on that first night? My first son, born. I'm sorry, was it traumatic? Was for my was for my wife. She wasn't happy with it. I bet. She went she was you know, she went overdue. She went past nine months and the doctor kept saying, Okay, well, you know, wait a couple more days, wait a couple more days. So finally, okay, on Friday, it's time to put you in the hospital. So we're gonna induce birth. So they put her in a hospital on Friday afternoon. Twenty four hours later, she's still in there. And it's like, you know, Saturday night, it's like six o'clock. Nurse comes in and says to me, I still remember. She says, I can almost quote exactly what she said. She says, honey, your wife ain't going nowhere soon. So why don't you go get something to eat? So I said, okay, fine. So I was at the baby factory there at Oliver's Ballast. Yep. So I jumped in my car and I went over to Friday's and had dinner. (laughs) No cafeteria food for you, I gather, huh? No. The nurse told me to go get something to eat. She said my, my, you know, my wife wasn't going anywhere in a hurry. No baby for a while. So I went and had dinner. So Did I, she have the babies while you were gone? Nope. I came back and she had the baby like five hours later. Okay. But she smelled onion rings on me <laughs> and was not happy about that. She I goes, bet your life was a living <laughs> inferno. She says, where did you go? I said, the nurse told me. I told her. I said, hey, the nurse told me I could go get something to eat. I'm going to go get something to eat. She thought I went downstairs. No, I went to the, I did go downstairs. I went downstairs, got in my car, and drove up. You know, I'm at, right there at Highway 40 and, and, and 270, so I drove up two exits, went up, you know, to Olive, made a left, went about a mile west, and had dinner at Friday's. And I told her that. And she got mad. I mean, that's, that's about the fourth time she hit me that day. Do you know well, about? Do you know about you've that? Never, well, you have had kidney stones, so you know how well, giving birth is. But um, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Being hit by by you know person in in childbirth. I went. Yeah. I went through Lamaze class, and they told us that they said, "Men, don't be upset if your wife physically attacks you." And a couple of guys in the class laugh, and the nurse goes, "No, no, we're being serious because women, where they're in childbirth, they just." can become very violent. <laughs> that was that So was, did they give her an epidural or was she having to go through this? No, they she had an epidural, but that was broken arm number three for me. Broken arm number three? Yeah. She broke your arm? She broke my arm. While she's giving birth, she got mad at me because I told her I had onion rings at Friday's. I had a hamburger and onion rings and she hit me in the arm and broke my arm. She did not. <laughs> It felt like it did. I mean, oh, it felt like it did. What a big baby! <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, she's when, sitting there being a trooper, and you're whining because she twisted your arm. She didn't twist it; she hit it. Matter, oh, matter, so it was like a shot. Matter of fact, the nurse comes running. What was that noise? Was that a gunshot? I go, that was my wife. Oh, stop it! You know it didn't go down like she that. Says, it sounded. It. it sounded like somebody just broke a turkey leg. Oh, that was my arm. My my wife just broke my arm because. I went and had onion rings at, at Fridays. I had onion rings and a hamburger at Fridays. To this, You're so full of to it. To this day, she's never forgiven me for about that. But once again, I'm there the entire time, except for I went to Fridays. 
but <laughs> I'm there the entire, and the nurse told me, I mean, it was like, if the doctor came into you and said, like, let's say your husband is, you know, going in for a checkup and the doctor comes out, Dr. W comes out and says, Hey, Shelly, um, it's going to be a couple, you know, it's going to be an hour. You know, I'm going to run a couple tests on your husband. Why don't you go across the street to uh, McDonald's and eat a Big Mac? What would you do? I don't know. That's a toughie. You'd go across the highway and eat a Big Mac. Hey, doctor just I told I don't know if I would. Well, he told you to go across the highway. He says it's going to be a while until the tests are over. Go, you know, go eat a Big Mac. You know, you're not going to miss anything. You'll, you know, everything will be fine. Come on back, you know, when when we're done. No? I don't know. It all depends on what my gut felt that time. Well, my my gut felt like I wanted white cat. I I wanted Friday's onion rings and a hamburger. That's what my gut told me. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Oh, so we have to, it's been lovely today, Brad, but we have to talk about our sponsors for BS in the Morning show. Go right ahead. And before I forget about that, don't forget that this weekend is, this Sunday is Non-Birthing Persons Day. So don't forget about that on Sunday. And, right, And something right. that the world's smartest woman sold me, told me, we'll talk about it tomorrow, that there's like going to be, I don't know how many billion dollars in stuff bought for dad. And the average is each dude is uh, going to get $217 worth of stuff on his uh, non-birthing person day on Sunday. How many ties? I don't know. It's just the dollar. Ties, amount. wallets, po- fit, pocket fishermen. No, no. Yeah. I was so proud I got my daddy a pocket fisherman. <laughs> did you really? The Popeil thing? The po- I did. The Popeil. Did he ever use it? <laughs> he, well, he did one time. But yeah, I, I I was so proud of that too. And then I bought him a Billy Bass. He had a, he had a um, houseboat down at, at Phoenician Harbor, on the river. And that doesn't mean it, that doesn't really matter. Anyway, so thank you to Angie Harness with Angie Harness Consulting, powered by Keller Williams Chesterfield, Scott Ellinger with the Brassrail Steakhouse. Num 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 num. Jeff Lang with JeffLang.com, um, powered by American Family Insurance. He's my insurance agent, and uh, he he takes really good care of me. And, of course, our Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive. They actually put a new air conditioner in, and it is right as rain. In your car, not in your house. In my car. Yeah. You got a new air conditioner from Elite. Um... I did. What's the name of their company? Elite Heating and Cooling Comfort Experts. I forgot. I used to remember who they were when they ran ads in the station. I forgot about the name. <laughs> Just a little dig at 756. 